<laughs> Welcome, listeners, to another episode of this freaking show. The weekly podcast with a little bit of something and a whole lot of nothing. I am your host, Travis D. And with me this evening, Awkward Colin, The Freak Joe, and Clint. And Clint is here with us. Bringing it. Bringing the so creepy happy. voice. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm not going to lie, like, that startled me. I had no idea your voice would <laughs> get that deep and uh, methodical. Here, I'll send you the, the freaky tale. You can read it in that voice. <laughs> Dude, go right ahead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. Clint, I'm so excited to be back on our show. And I'm really excited because, I mean, you're not just here for, like, another um, Freaky Flicks, which, I mean, it's an amazing show, and we do got to schedule the next one soon. But yes. you're joining us here because this is the 100th episode of this freaking show. Oh, dude, that's awesome. I wish somebody would have told me. Ah. Oh, wait. oh, wait, you did. <laughs> Oh, no, dude, me, I... that's awesome! Congratulations, guys. Thanks. We made no, it. I'm, 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 I'm super excited about this, and I'm really happy that, you know, finally, like, you know, it's it's a milestone that I'm so happy we achieved. Like, I am like sounding so dumb because of the excitement I have for this moment. We made it 92 weeks more than the average podcast. That's true. I was I was gonna say that. Just think of how many podcasts don't get anywhere near this benchmark mm-hmm. yeah I'm, I'm just excited because i mean like i i sat and i listened to you know the 100th episode of geek dig pod i listened to the 100th episode of geek cast live i was actually on the 100th episode of geek cast live and i got to hear the 100th episode i i think i listened to uh, fifth cast 100th episode i had to have i had to have right yeah i think so i must have i must have but, I mean, like, out of all these episodes and everything, like, I'm super excited to actually, like, have one that's, like, my like my own. I mean, I'm sharing it with you guys, obviously, but, like, of my own. Like, I, I'm very happy for that. And I'm happy that uh, that Clint gets to share this moment with us. And uh, we have one more guest that's going to be joining us, hopefully soon. I'm sure he'll show up eventually. Super excited for uh, that person to show up as well. But... Um, we're still going to do the uh, This Freaky Show, uh, but we're also going to blend This Freaking Show into it, because we're not only are we going to celebrate Halloween, as we do for the entire month of Halloween, um, month of October, holy shit, uh, we're also going to celebrate This Freaking Show. And, uh, of course, This Freaking Show wouldn't be possible without the awesome sponsors we have, such as uh, the Firefoot Bar and Grill up here in Illinois, where you get burger and beer for just seven ninety nine every Monday and Wednesday. It also wouldn't be helpful without the help of WeAreDapperTies.com. If you want a quality tie for a low-quality price, WeAreDapperTies.com. Check them out today. And be sure to use the special discount code FREAKIN, F-R-E-A-K-I-N, for 15% off of nothing because it's actually free shipping on your order. I'm never going to get this plug right. (laughs) (laughs) But hopefully you remember that and go check them out at (laughs) WeAreDapperTies.com. Oh, holy shit, Joe. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, fuck. Clint, how you doing, man? I'm doing really good, actually. Um, Just before we started this, I just got home from seeing Blade Runner 2049. How was it? Very long. Uh, (laughs) It was about three hours long. So, just saying, uh, 
you know, make sure you go in there with some bladder control. Um, no, honestly, it was an amazing movie. It was, yeah. you know, it did not disappoint at all. I was a little bit worried, you know, with, you know, some of these, you know, reboots, like, years, years after the yeah. original. and But this one was even kind of more of a sequel. And what I liked was it was more a sequel to the director's cut of the original and tied to things that weren't in the original theatrical release of Blade Runner. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. so it was it was awesome. Nice. But I, I, highly, I highly recommend it. But I'm not saying anything so I don't spoil it for anybody. Yeah, we'd have to kill you then. <laughs> I'd like to see you try. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit, that's awesome, man! And 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 again, like you know, um, super excited you're on here. I'm super excited to get onto your show, and hopefully we can do that soon, where I don't fuck it up like uh, I did this uh, last time. Yeah, we'll uh, figure but, it out. Yeah, I did. Uh, I did want to talk to you real, uh, real quick though about. Um, I, didn't I was. Do it. Li- <laughs> I was listening to uh, the podcast when I was on your show um, last year, actually in December. Yes, and... I I I heard it coming through your phone. <laughs> yeah, almost three hours, uh, almost a three-hour episode that we had, uh, just sitting there talking. And it's weird because like I'm sitting there and I'm listening to like you know like us talk about you know like what we expect out of the future and all this other shit. And the one thing that got me the most, um was we were talking about my job. And that was the job I had, um, you know, last year before I got let go in February, how we both mutually agreed that I would never lose that job. I would never get fired from that job, that that job could not function without me. And then I realized two and a half months after that, I got fired from that fucking job. Ouch. In all fairness, <laughs> they are limping along. From yeah, it, wow. yeah, and it's amazing because, like, because there are points where I keep saying, like, yeah, they'll never let me go. They need me. And then it was a moment that you said, yeah, when you're there for as long as you've been, they pretty much keep you for the rest of their life. Mm-hmm. And I'm listening to this, like, these guys have no idea what's going to happen, like, six weeks from now. You know what? This has me scared shitless now for my job because I've been there ten and a half years. And, I'm, and I've been feeling pretty indispensable lately. Oh, don't worry, Clint. When you have been there for as long as you have. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, like, it just amazed me because, like, we're seeing her just, I'm like, and I'm listening to this, and we're talking about how the next time we're going to be on your show, like, I was, I mean, I was supposed to be listening to, like, or I was, I was supposed to have seen all the Star Wars movies by now. And I, I still know haven't. Time. Oh, God, no. Yeah, I know, but it, it's. You're horrible. Colin, <laughs> Joe, you're my favorite now. Hey. <laughs> If it makes you feel better, I know how the latest one ends because people ruined it for me. So really, it's like I've seen all of them. Um, the the latest one, it's pretty obvious how it ends because it's the beginning of a new hope. Yeah. No, not Rogue One. I mean the other one, the one. Oh, the Force one, Awakens. I guess the, the one that came out two years ago. Not yeah, last. Force Awakens. Okay, whatever. Yeah. So I know the pretty much you know the big parts of it all. You know, Darth Vader dies and fucking there's incest and um. There's fucking like little Darth Vader who races and shit. I mean, I get the concept of all of them, so I mean, it's like I've seen them all. I want to do an episode not of the a, show where you exactly. just, where you just, having not seen Star Wars, tell us what the plot of Star Wars is. 
this is we awesome. Were, oh my god, yes. And then he and then we do a follow up where he's actually watched them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we just see how wrong he was. There was supposed to be an episode where Joe, you're supposed to tell me the entire plot of Star Wars because I didn't know. It. But I'll That's do true. it your way. We we will set up. We will set up. Um, when's the next Star Wars movie come on? December. Mm-hmm. December fifteenth, which okay. I already have my ticket for. Okay, awesome. So that week we'll mark it. Joey, make a note of it. That week, I will explain the entire plot in order of Star Wars, based on what I know. I won't even look shit up. Based on what I know. And then when we're done with that, maybe the following week or some day, you know, maybe I'll start watching the movies or some shit. Somebody has Perfect. a copy of all of them, right? I can borrow it. I don't well, think they're all on I here. do, but it's not like we, you know, it's not like I'm going to see you to give them to you. That's right. We we do plan to hang out like every other month, and uh, so far Colin has let us down and all that. <laughs> <laughs> but. No, I, I'm happy for that. I, I will tell you exactly how Star Wars is, and I'm I'm pretty sure, like when I'm done, Joey can be like, you know what, you're not that far off. I mean, you're not so far. I know. I mean, I get what was going on. There's a big ass dome thing floating through space, blowing up fucking planets and shit. You know, and somebody yeah. shot a missile through a vent or something and blew the thing up. Darth Vader had like one mechanical arm and. You know, he was Luke's dad because he fucked Princess Leia or some shit and happened to be his sister. There's something like that. Very similar to that. Mm. But, no, wait, no. Uh, no so you're kind of way off on that one. But. Wait, hold on. No, no, no. Princess Leia is his daughter, and their mother is that Queen Pompeii or whatever. Yes. Yep. Pompeii. <laughs> the Queen of Pompeii. <laughs> yeah. yeah I, think, I think I remember this shit, but we'll get back to that. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sit here and... Um, while we're still talking, I'm going to invite our next guest on, too. And uh, let's not tell him that we're recording yet. Okay. Good. Because I need revenge. <laughs> Come on, Volger. Hello. Hey, man. What's up? Not much, I don't. Doing good. Why, why are you whispering? You know, fear you keep talking in that sexy, sultry voice. I'm not going to be able to contain myself. You oh, will Jesus Christ. Clint's on here, too? Oh, <laughs> it's all going to get crazy. You you will receive nudes. Just saying. <laughs> oh, I can't wait. Ah, uh, shit. How you doing, bro? It's Chicago Bona. Chicago Bona. <laughs> yeah, how's it feel to be like the so Canadian, surrounded by a bunch of people that live in Illinois? Like the worst state in the entire fucking United States, and you're hanging out with four people from it. Oh, jeez. Actually, that would be Mississippi, but that's beside the point. <laughs> <laughs> so what's what's the fear? How you doing, man? Doing good, man. Just uh, you know, watching football, drinking. So this will be entertaining. <laughs> oh, so so nothing fun, I guess. By football, yeah. do you mean soccer? No, god damn it. What's the matter with you? What? I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure in like South America, Canada, Europe, everything they call soccer football. No, they do. That's pretty. I, mean, I believe they do. I mean, I, I'm pretty sure everywhere where they have the metric system, it's uh, football and soccer are the same thing. <clears throat> footy. They call it footy. Footy. Yeah. <laughs> Gonna play some footy. Oh shit! It's funny but... we've got like eight soccer fields behind our house. And so anytime we're out, like, drinking on the porch and there's a bunch of soccer people, we're just like, shut up, soccer queers. <laughs> <laughs> they love it. 
<laughs> I love being called back. Uh, <laughs> I bet they do. Yeah. Highlight of their day. But fear, I'm really excited you uh, come celebrate the hundredth episode with us. I mean, I do appreciate oh, one hundred bitches. Whoop whoop. I know, right? I'm like, I'm super excited. I mean, I'm glad we all got together. You know, I mean, there is one person short that ain't gonna be able to make it, which is unfortunate. But I mean, at least the five of uh, five of us will still have fun. So. I guess that's true. Yeah. Uh, Who's the limp dick not making it? Uh, that would be uh, Super Casey. The Midwest cosplayer that uh, we're friends with. Mm-hmm. Well, so, yes, no. I know, right? So it's unfortunate and everything. Um, so be- before you start offending other people, we are recording in show right now. Just so you know. Fuck them all. <laughs> <laughs> You'll learn no, to stop no. bringing me on here. <laughs> oh, never, man. I love having <laughs> you on. I-, I I love the fact that you are able to be part of the celebration with us. I mean, like, when, when I was here and coming up with, like, an idea of what we could do for the 100th episode, I kept thinking to myself, like, like who do I want to be part of this? And, like, instantly, you, Clint, and Casey were, like, were the first three people that popped in my head because I think of everyone I met, and no disrespect to any of the other uh, guests we've had on, I you guys impacted our show more than I, anyone else's. So Aww. it's like... Aww. Yeah, and, I, and, I'm, being, and I'm, being, I'm being completely sincere when I say that. I mean, like, when it comes to, like your guys is podcasting and you know like and what you know super casey's able to do with you know like her cosplaying convention and stuff like that like it's a bunch of adaptations that come from your guys' podcast that help me you know make this podcast a lot better so i mean like without fifth cast without fear cast without geek dig pod and super casey i don't think that this freaking show would be as good as i believe it is so i so i appreciate you guys and i'm glad that you know that it, you know we've known each other for so long and we we're able to do things like this. That's Thank pretty you. awesome. That's that's way yeah. different than what you texted me. You're like you're the tenth person I've asked. Nobody else wants to be on the show. And really, <laughs> I just hate all these people. And I was like, okay, I'll come on. <laughs> it sounds it sounds less beg like the way I just said it. So yeah, yeah, you you were so eloquent. I was like, put a stop to that. <laughs> this message, you hate fear. Quick question: What's Razor doing? Yeah, that's right. Uh... <laughs> Holy shit. But no, I'm super excited you guys are able to come on here and everything. And um, I think um, we're trying to figure out like what steps to take in this show. And I'm still trying to figure out if we should just do the game first or Joey should do his story first. So I guess it's really up to you guys if you want to hear Joey tell a story first or you guys want to do the game. I'm going to leave it up to you guys. I kind of want to hear the story. Yeah, let's hear that story. Oh, damn. There we go. All right. All right, All right Freak Joe, uh, you're, you're up. Good thing I just finished my lozenge. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what you were sucking on over there? Yep. Noisily right. in the background. <laughs> uh, all right, so uh, today's freaky tale is W.W. Jacobs' The Monkey's Paw. Without, the night was cold and wet, but in a small parlor of Labernum Villa, Villa, the blinds were drawn and the fire burned brightly. Father and son were at chess, the former, who possessed ideas about the game involving radical changes, putting his king into such sharp and unnecessary perils that it even provoked comment from the white-haired old lady knitting placidly by the fire. 
Hark at the wind, said Mr. White, who, having seen a fatal mistake after it was too late, was amiably desirous of preventing his son from seeing it. I'm listening, said the latter, grimly surveying the board as he stretched out his hand. Check. I should hardly think that he'd come tonight, said his father, with his hand poised over the board. Mate, replied the son. That's the worst of living so far out, bawled Mr. White, with sudden and unlooked-for violence. Of the all the beastly, slushy, out-of-the-way places to live in, this is the worst. Pathway's a bog, and the road's a torrent. I don't know what people are thinking about. I suppose because only two houses on the road are let, they think it doesn't matter. Never mind, dear, said his wife soothingly. Perhaps you'll win the next one. Mr. White looked up sharply just in time to intercept a knowing glance between mother and son. The words died away on his lips, and he hid a guilty grin in his thin gray beard. There he is, said Herbert White, as the gate banged too loudly and heavy footsteps came toward the door. The old man rose with hospitable haste, and opening the door was heard condoling with the new arrival. The new arrival also condoled with himself, so that Mrs. White said, Tut, tut! and coughed gently as her husband entered the room, followed by a tall, burly man, beady of eye and rubicund of visage. Sergeant Major Morris, he said, introducing him. The Sergeant Major shook, his hand, shook hands, and taking the proffered seat by the fire, watched contentedly while his host got out whiskey and tumblers and stood a small copper kettle on the fire. At the third glass, his eyes got brighter, and he began to talk, the little family circle regarding with eager interest this visitor from distant parts as he squared his broad so shoulders in the chair and spoke of strange scenes and doughty deeds, of wars and plagues and strange peoples. Twenty-one years of it,' said Mr. White, nodding at his wife and son. "'When he went away, he was a slip of a youth in the warehouse. Now look at him.' "'He don't look to have taken much harm,' said Mrs. White politely." I'd like to go to India myself, said the old man, just to look round a bit, you know. Better where you are, said the sergeant major, shaking his head. He put down the empty glass and, sighing softly, shook it again. I should like to see those old temples and fakirs and jugglers, said the old man. What was that you started telling me the other day about a monkey's paw or something, Morris? Nothing, said the soldier hastily. Leastways, nothing worth hearing. Monkey's paw? said Mrs. White curiously. Well, it's just a bit of what you might call magic, perhaps, said the sergeant major offhandedly. His three listeners leaned forward eagerly. The visitor absent-mindedly put his empty glass to his lips and then set it down again. His host filled it for him. To look at it, said the sergeant major, fumbling in his pocket, it's just an ordinary little paw dried to a mummy. He took something out of his pocket and proffered it, Mrs. White drew back with a grimace, but her son, taking it, examined it curiously. "'And what is there special about it?' inquired Mr. White, as he took it from his son, and having examined it, placed it upon the table. "'It had a spell put on it by an old fakir,' said the sergeant major, "'a very holy man. He wanted to show that fate ruled people's lives, and that those who interfered with it did so to their sorrow.' He put a spell on it so that three separate men could each have three wishes from it. His manner was so impressive that his hearers were conscious that their light laughter jarred somewhat. "'Well, why don't you have three, sir?' said Herbert White cleverly. The soldier regarded him in the way that middle age is wont to regard presumptuous youth. "'I have,' he said quietly, 
and his blotchy face whitened. And did you really have the three wishes granted? asked Mrs. White. I did, said the sergeant major, and his glass tapped against his strong teeth. And has anybody else wished? inquired the old lady. The first man had his three wishes, yes, was the reply. I don't know what the first two were, but the third was for death. That's how I got the paw. His tones were so grave that a hush fell upon the group. If you've had your three wishes, it's no good to you now, then, Morris, said the old man at last. Why do you keep it? The old soldier shook his head. Fancy, I suppose, he said slowly. If you could have another three wishes, said the old man, eyeing him keenly, would you have them? I don't know, said the other. I don't know. He took the paw, and dangling it between his forefinger and thumb, suddenly drew it upon the fire. White, with a slight cry, stooped down and snatched it off. Better let it burn, said the soldier solemnly. If you don't want it, Morris, said the old man, give it to me. I won't, said his friend doggedly. I threw it on the fire. If you keep it, don't blame me for what happens. Pitch it on the fire again like a sensible man. The other shook his head and examined his new possession closely. How do you do it? he inquired. Hold it up in your right hand and wish aloud, said the sergeant major. But I warn you of the consequences. Sounds like the Arabian Nights, said Mrs. White, as she rose and began to set the supper. Don't you think you might wish for four pairs of hands for me? Her husband drew the talisman from his pocket, and then all three burst into laughter, as a sergeant major, with a look of alarm on his face, caught him by the arm. If you must wish, he said gruffly, wish for something sensible. Mr. White dropped it back into his pocket, and, placing chairs, motioned his friend to the table. In the business of supper, the talisman was partly forgotten, and afterward the three sat listening in an enthralled fashion to a second installment of the soldier's adventures in India. "'If the tale about the monkey paw is not more truthful than those he has been telling us,' said Herbert, as the door closed behind their guest, just in time for him to catch the last train, "'we shan't make much for it.' "'Did you give him anything for it, father?' inquired Mrs. White, regarding her husband closely. "'A trifle,' said he, coloring slightly. "'He didn't want it, but I made him take it, and he pressed me to throw it away.' "'Likely,' said Herbert, with pretended, pretended horror, "'why are we going to be rich and famous and happy? "'Wish to be an emperor, father, to begin with. "'Then you can't be henpecked.' "'He darted around the table, pursued by the maligned Mrs. White, "'armed with an antimacassar. "'Mr. White took the paw from his pocket and eyed it dubiously.' I don't know what to wish for, and that's a fact, he said slowly. It seems to me I've got all I want. If you only cleared the house, you'd be quite happy, wouldn't you? Said Herbert, with his hand on his shoulder. Well, wish for two hundred pounds, then. That'll just do it. His father, smiling shamefacedly at his own credulity, held up the talisman as his son, with a solemn face somewhat marred by a wink at his mother, sat down at the piano and struck a few impressive chords. I wish for two hundred pounds, said the old man distinctly. A fine crash from the piano greeted the words, interrupted by a shuddering cry from the old man. His wife and son ran toward him. It moved, he cried, with a glance of disgust at the object as it laid on the floor. As I wished, it twisted in my hands like a snake. Well, I don't see the money, said his son, as he picked it up and placed it on the table, and I bet I never shall. "'It must have been your fancy, father,' said his wife, regarding him anxiously. "'He shook his head. "'Never mind, though. There's no harm done. 
but it gave me a shock all the same. They sat down by the fire again while the two men finished their pipes. Outside, the wind was higher than ever, and the old man started nervously at the sound of a door banging upstairs. A silence unusual and depressing settled upon all three, which lasted until the old couple rose to retire for the night. "'I expect you'll find the cash tied up in a big bag in the middle of your bed,' said Herbert, as he bade them good night. "'And something horrible squatting up on top of the wardrobe, watching you, as you pocket your ill-gotten gains.' He sat alone in the darkness, gazing at the dying fire and seeing faces in it. The last face was so horrible and so simian that he gazed at it in amazement. It got so vivid that with a little uneasy laugh, he felt on the table for a glass containing a little water to throw over it. His hand grasped the monkey's paw, and with a little shiver, he wiped his hand on his coat and went up to bed. In the brightness of the wintry sun next morning, as it streamed over the breakfast table, Herbert laughed at his fears. There was an air of prosaic wholesomeness about the room, which it had lacked on the previous night, and the dirty, shriveled little paw was pitched on the sideboard with a carelessness which betokened no great belief in its virtues. "'I suppose all old soldiers are the same,' said Mrs. White. "'The idea of our listening to such nonsense. How could wishes be granted in these days? And if they could, how could two hundred pounds hurt you, father?' "'Might drop on his head from the sky,' said the frivolous Herbert. "'Morris said things happen so naturally,' said his father, "'that if you, that you might, if you so wished, attribute it to coincidence.' "'Well, don't break into the money before I come back,' said Herbert, "'as he rose from the table. "'I'm afraid it'll turn you into a mean, avaricious man, "'and we shall have to disown you.' "'His mother laughed, and following him to the door, "'watched him down the road, "'and returning to the breakfast table "'was very happy at the expense of her husband's credulity.' all of which did not prevent her from scurrying to the door at the postman's knock, nor prevent her from referring somewhat shortly to retired sergeant majors of bibulous habits, which she found that the post brought a tailor's bill. Herbert will have some more of his funny remarks, I expect, when he comes home, she said, as they sat to dinner. I dare say, said Mr. White, pouring himself out some beer, but for all that, the thing moved in my hand. That I'll swear to. You thought it did said the old lady soothingly. I say it did, replied the other. There was no thought about it. I had just... What's the matter? His wife made no reply. She was watching the mysterious movements of a man outside who, peering in an undecided fashion at the house, appeared to be trying to make up his mind to enter. In mental connection with the two hundred pounds, she noticed that the stranger was well-dressed and wore a silk hat of glossy newness. Three times he paused at the gate, and then walked on again. The fourth time he stood with his hand upon it, and then, with a sudden resolution, flung it open and walked up the path. Mrs. White at the same moment placed her hands behind her, and unhurriedly unfastening the strings of her apron, put that useful article of apparel beneath the cushion of her chair. She brought the stranger, who seemed ill at ease, into the room. He gazed at her furtively, and listened in a preoccupied fashion, as the old lady apologized for the appearance of the room and her husband's coat, a garment which he would usually reserve for the garden. She then waited as patiently as her sex would permit for him to broach his business, but he was at first strangely silent. I, I was asked to call, he said at last, and stooped and picked a piece of cotton from his trousers. I come from Ma and Megan's. 
The old lady startled. Is anything the matter? she asked breathlessly. Has anything happened to Herbert? What is it? What is it? Her husband interposed. There, there, mother, he said hastily. Sit down and don't jump to conclusions. You've brought, you've not brought bad news, I'm sure, sir. And he eyed the other wistfully. I'm sorry, began the visitor. Is he hurt? demanded the mother. The visitor bowed in assent. Badly hurt, he said quietly. But he's not in any pain. Oh, thank God, said the old woman, clasping her hands. Thank God for that, thank... She broke off suddenly as the sinister meaning of the assurance dawned upon her, and she saw the awful confirmation of her fears in the other's averted face. She caught her breath, and, turning to her slower-witted husband, laid her trembling old hand upon his. There was a long silence. He was caught in the machinery, said the visitor at length, in a low voice. Caught in the machinery, repeated Mr. White in a dazed fashion. Yes. He sat staring blankly out at the window, and taking his wife's hand between his own, pressed it as he had been wont to do in their old courting days nearly forty years before. He was the only one left to us, he said, turning gently to the visitor. It is hard. The other coughed and, rising, walked slowly to the window. The firm wished me to convey their sincere sympathy with you in your great loss, he said, without looking round. I beg that you will understand I am only their servant, and merely obeying their orders. There was no reply. The old woman's face was white, her eyes staring, and her breath inaudible. On the husband's face was a look such as his friend the surgeon might have carried into his first action. I was to say that Ma and Meggins disclaim all responsibility, continued the other. They admit no liability at all, but in consideration of your son's services, they wish to present you with a certain sum as compensation. Mr. White dropped his wife's hand, and rising to his feet, gazed with a look of horror at his visitor. His dry lips shaped the words, How much? Two hundred pounds was the answer. Unconscious of his wife's shriek, the old man smiled faintly, put out his hands like a sightless man, and dropped a senseless heap to the floor. In the huge new cemetery, some two miles distant, the old, two, the old people buried their dead and came back to a house steeped in shadow and silence. It was all over so quickly that at first they could hardly realize it and remained in a state of expectation as though of something else to happen, something else which was to lighten this load too heavy for old hearts to bear. But the days passed and expectation gave place to resignation, the hopeless resignation of the old sometimes miscalled apathy. Sometimes they hardly exchanged a word, for now they had nothing to talk about, and their days were long to weariness. It was about a week after that that the old man, waking suddenly in the night, stretched out his hand and found himself alone. The room was in darkness, and the sound of subdued weeping came from the window. He raised himself in bed and listened. "'Come back,' he said tenderly. "'You'll be cold.' It is colder for my son, said the old woman, and wept afresh. The sound of her sobs died away on his ears. The bed was warm, and his eyes heavy with sleep. He dozed fitfully and then slept until a sudden wild cry from his wife awoke him with a start. The paw, she cried wildly, the monkey's paw. He started up in alarm. Where? Where is it? What's the matter? She came stumbling across the room toward him. I want it, she said quietly. You've not destroyed it? 
It's in the parlor, on the bracket, he replied, marveling. Why? She cried and laughed together, and bending over, kissed his cheek. I only just thought of it, she said hysterically. Why didn't I think of it before? Why didn't you think of it? Think of what? he questioned. The other two wishes, she replied rapidly. We've only had one. Was that not enough? he demanded fiercely. No, she cried triumphantly. We'll have one more. Go down and get it quickly and wish our boy alive again. The man sat up in bed and flung the bedclothes from his quaking limbs. Good God, you are mad, he cried aghast. Get it, she panted. Get it quickly and wish. Oh, my boy, my boy. Her husband struck a match and lit the candle. Get back to bed, he said, unsteadily. You don't know what you're saying. We had the first wish granted, said the old woman feverishly. Why not the second? A coincidence, stammered the old man. Go and get it and wish, cried the old woman, quivering with excitement. The old man turned and regarded her, and his voice shook. He's been dead ten days. And besides, he... I would not tell you else, but... I could only recognize him by his clothing. If he was too terrible for you to see then, how now? Bring him back, cried the old woman and dragged him toward the door. Do you think I fear the child I have nursed? He went down into the darkness and felt his way to the parlor and then to the mantelpiece. The talisman was in its place and a horrible fear that the unspoken wish might bring his mutilated son before him ere he could escape from the room seized upon him, and he caught his breath as he found that he had lost the direction of the door. His brow cold with sweat, he felt his way around the table and groped along the wall until he found himself in the small passage with the unwholesome thing in his hand. Even his wife's face seemed changed as he entered the room. It was white and expectant, and to his fears seemed to have an unnatural look upon it. He was afraid of her. Wish, she cried in a strong voice. It is foolish and wicked, he faltered. Wish, repeated his life. wife. He raised his hand. I wish my son alive again. The talisman fell to the floor and he regarded it fearfully. Then he sank trembling into a chair as the old woman with burning eyes walked to the window and raised the blind. He sat until he was chilled with the cold glancing occasionally at the figure of the old woman peering through the window. The candle end, which had burnt below the rim of the china candlestick, was throwing pulsating shadows on the ceiling and walls until, with a flicker larger than the rest, it expired. The old man, with an unspeakable sense of relief at the failure of the talisman, crept back to his bed, and a minute or two afterward the old woman came silently and apathetically beside him. Neither spoke, but both lay silently listening to the ticking of the clock. A stair creaked, and a squeaky mouse scurried noisily through the wall. The darkness was oppressive, and after lying for some time, screwing up his courage, the husband took the box of matches, and striking one, went downstairs for a candle. At the foot of the stairs the match went out, and he paused to strike another, and at the same moment a knock so quiet and stealthy as to be scarcely audible sounded on the front door. The matches fell from his hand. He stood motionless, his breath suspended until the knock was repeated. Then he turned and fled swiftly back to his room and closed the door behind him. A third knock sounded through the house. What's that? cried the old woman, starting up. A rat, said the old man in shaking tones. A, a rat had passed me on the stairs. 
His wife sat up in bed, listening. A loud knock resounded through the house. It's Herbert, she screamed. It's Herbert. She ran to the door, but her husband was before her, and catching her by the arm, held her tightly. What are you going to do? he whispered hoarsely. It's my boy! It's Herbert! she cried, struggling mechanically. I forgot it was two miles away. What are you holding me for? Let go! I must open the door. For God's sake, don't let it in, cried the old man, trembling. You're afraid of your own son, she cried, struggling. Let me go! I'm coming, Herbert! I'm coming! There was another knock, and another. The old woman, with a sudden wrench, broke free and ran from the room. Her husband followed to the landing and called after her appealingly as she hurried downstairs. He heard the chain rattle back and the bottom bolt drawn slowly and stiffly from the socket. Then the old woman's voice strained and panting. The bolt, she cried loudly. Come down, I can't reach it. But her husband was on his knees and groping wildly on the floor in search of a paw. If only he could find it before the thing outside got in. A perfect fusillade of knocks reverberated through the house, and he heard the scraping of a chair as his wife put it down in the passage against the door. He heard the creaking of the bolt as it came slowly back, and at the same moment he found the monkey's paw and frantically breathed his third and last wish. The knocking ceased suddenly, although the echoes of it were still in the house. He heard the chair drawn back, and the door opened. A cold wind rushed up the staircase, and a long, loud wail of disappointment and misery from his wife gave him courage to run down to her side and then to the gate beyond. The street lamp flickering opposite shone on a quiet and deserted road. The End Good job, Joe. Hey, you. Yeah, that was awesome, man. It's fun. Yeah. Colin, you still there? I'm here. That's shocking. Um, awesome. Well, awesome uh, story yet again by uh, the Freak Joe. I'm super excited that we are in the month of October and we get to do stuff like that. I'm also super excited because being that this is the 100th episode, I want to do something different, something fun with all of you. So we're going to do a game, which is kind of based on a game uh, from a talk show, uh, but we're not going to call it what they called it. Instead, we're going to call it freaking bullshit <laughs> because everything we do on this show always has the word freaking part of it, and why not just call it freaking bullshit? Um, I sent the instructions to you guys. I'm hoping everyone understood what we're supposed to do, right? I'm sure I somehow found a way to fuck it up, but let's go with it. <laughs> I've awesome. mailed my answers in. <laughs> awesome. <Perfect>. So, uh, <laughs> so uh, basically, to kind of summarize uh, briefly for you guys and for everyone listening, uh, basically, we just came up with a bunch of, uh, you know, facts about us, whether they be true or whether they be false. We each came up with three of them. Um, we're each going to pick one, or we're going to pick one of the persons uh, for them to read. You know, just number them, one, two, three, whatever, and we'll pick uh, a number for them to read out. They will read that um, that snippet, and then we will have, let's say, we'll say 60 seconds to ask them questions about that fact to find out if they're telling the truth or if it's freaking bullshit. And then at the end, we all have to come to an agreement on if it's freaking bullshit or not. 
Sound sound good? Makes some kind of sense? Yeah. yeah sounds good. Yeah. yeah, I mean. Awesome. Uh, there's really nothing you can win from this game. So, I mean, like, literally, it's just for us to have fun. So, there, there's really no prize. What? Yeah. Fuck this show. Okay, okay. <laughs> I a... heard I was going to win a Prius. All right, there's a prize. I, I'm kidding. There's a prize. <laughs> um. But literally, I mean, like, I'm not going to give it to me. I'm not going to give it to Colin. I'm not going to give it to Joey. I'm going to give it to one of you two guys because you guys are the guests. Then I say give it to Clint. Oh. <laughs> we'll I, I yeah. too say give it to Clint. <laughs> hopefully, it's a, hopefully it's a big rubber dick. <laughs> oh, my. We'll figure out the price thing well, at the end. There, Colin's there, there. looking forward to mailing that. <laughs> so... <laughs> It's got Colin, a lot of stamps on it. Fear was initially uh, excited when he got to send it out. <laughs> it's yeah, the government like, watch oh God, list that dick, you get to join dick, when you send things dick. like that. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, does anybody want to volunteer to go first? I'll go first. Oh, cool. All right. Um, Colin, uh, pick for Joey one, two, or three on which uh, statement he uh, you want him to read. Two. Two. Once per year in elementary school, I borrowed a book from a teacher and never returned it. Once per year. Okay. Uh, well, let me uh, do the timer here real quick for a minute, and then we just got a minute to ask some questions, and we'll just kind of alternate through. Sound good, guys? Yeah. All right. Um, all right. Somebody asked him the first question. We'll just kind of go in a circle. So far, so good. <laughs> yeah, you know, this has been awesome. Thanks. Uh, J- Joey, what, what kind of book was it? Uh, it was a different kind of book every year. It was just whatever was in the personal library of the teacher in the classroom. Somebody else can ask a question. What? Did you have the intentions of ever returning the books? Uh, when I borrowed them, yes. And then uh, it got too awkward after uh, it was like the following year and I hadn't returned it yet. How many years did you do this? Uh, At least five. Can you name any of the books that you took? Dinosaur Cousins and A Wrinkle in Time are the first two that come to mind. What was the teacher's name? Uh, Mrs. Grant and Mrs. Masters, respectively. Uh, That's time. Um, I I want to I want to say it's bullshit, but Joey, I, I want to say that Joey is too smart so he could like come up with anything on whatever lie he would come up with. So it sounds like it's real, but because of that, I want to say he's bullshitting me. Yeah, it's tough. I have a feeling he has a library of stolen things. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to say it's true. It sounds like. Something with Joe, <laughs> in my opinion. I, I wanna, I want, I want to say it's true, because he was able to actually list off a couple of the books. <laughs> it was true. Oh, nice. I do okay. have them in storage at home at my mom's house, and I do have a library of stolen things. <laughs> that's also true. But <laughs> you leave me your mom's because you can't, you can't look at them anymore. <laughs> what? You haven't met your mom's because you can't look at them anymore. Oh no, I just didn't want to bring him to college with me, so I packed him away <laughs> and haven't brought him back out yet. 
He just marked it kleptomaniac and just <laughs> it's just a box full of stolen shit. Yep. Yeah. Yep. In, in, yeah, it's like in 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 case of my untimely demise, please return to uh the people whose names are already center. on it because I borrowed it from their personal library. So and so elementary school. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. That's yeah, it's just you know, at a certain point, you've borrowed something for so long. It's like, well, do I give it back, or like, have they replaced it? Yeah, just the anxiety like, of it all. This is just mine now. This is yep. Now, you see, what yeah. you do now is you just take all that stuff to a fence, so that you can sell it off and right. You know, no, this I, way you I don't s- longer have it, and you no longer feel guilty. No, I say <laughs> you make this a YouTube series, and you have to give all those back. <laughs> that's a great idea actually tracking down those teachers exactly yeah <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna write that one down that's an awesome idea it, it, it would be hilarious until you have to like just set the book on a gravestone oh. and then, and then, and then oh. it just becomes sad panda you're just oh god uh. that's amazing I'd call the show giving back and I'd make it sound like it was this wholesome thing and it's not <laughs> just returning a book oh, that's perfect <laughs> Oh god, Joey, do you want to read your other two things and tell us what those were? Uh, yes. So uh, my other truth was I've only read the Lord of the Rings once, and my lie was that as a teenager I was such a huge, insane clown posse fan that most days I carried the lyrics to any give, given album around in my pocket. <laughs> what the fuck? That, that's actually my truth. There were, uh, I'll, uh, there were some days I did carry the lyrics around, but not on most days. So oh, that's why it was a lie. Oh, I had it now. <laughs> All right, Joey, uh, you can pick who goes next. Uh, Clint. Okay. Uh, what's your third statement? That I am a published writer. Okay, one minute. Uh, start asking questions, everybody. What genre do you write? Mm, like blog style, like like review. Who? Like uh, are you published? <laughs> are you published through a publisher or self-published? Actually, neither. Dear Penthouse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, what was the last thing you wrote about? A video game. What was the name of the video game? Agents of Mayhem. How long ago was that? I turned it in last week. Oh. When will it be published? Within the next two weeks. Mm-hmm. Well, we got enough for one more question. Where can I find it? blog.redbox.com I'm going to say you're telling the truth. Sounds pretty true. I'm pretty sure he writes porn. (laughs) (laughs) I'm pretty sure that game was porn. (laughs) What was it? Something Mayhem? Yeah, I've seen that one. Agents of Mayhem? Yeah, I've seen that one. I've heard. It's like the entourage that travels with the guy from the State Farm commercials. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay, I, and I'm going to say this is actually true. Um, it's actually something that I'm doing through work. Hmm. Um, 
We have a new we have a customer portal that opened up within the last couple of months and um it it uses employee submitted content and I was actually one of like two or three people um out of the whole company chosen to uh do the video game reviews. They are getting ready to release my uh, Agents of Mayhem review, and I just did a... Actually, it's already up there, but I have one for Plants vs. Zombies Garden Warfare 2. That's cool, man. Fantastic. Yeah, I did. And then, and then back in the day, I back when I was in high school, I had a, uh, like a poem published in a local newspaper. Because I had, for Halloween one year, I did a... Uh, I wrote like a modern version of uh, Edgar Allan Poe's *The Raven*, and then, and then I was also in high school and college. I was the layout editor for their literary publications, and I had like a bunch of poetry published in those. Oh, that's legit. Did you use your real name, or did you like kind of Mark Twain and go with something different? Yeah, I went with John Holmes. I'm <laughs> Clint, Clint, huge cock. <laughs> oh fuck! What? Uh, no, what was... no, it was, it was, it, it's all straight up my regular name. I gotcha. What? Uh, what were your other two um, statements? Okay, so I'm a total dork, and I made everything true. Nice. Um, one was that I have musical background. And two was that one of my biggest fears is being alone. Oh, that's dark. Yeah. One of my biggest fears live in Canada. <laughs> I don't yeah, know why. <laughs> now, you see, that wouldn't be my biggest fear. Mine would be that if I did, I'd be butt raped by fear. It's Asquatch it was- style, baby. It was a play on words because fear is my fear. See? I'm, He's I'm, not, I'm not afraid to live in Canada. It's just his name's Fear. Except oh. when we go on Facebook. It's not Fear anymore on Facebook because Facebook won't let you fuck boom, anymore. Fuck you, Facebook. Fuck Facebook. <laughs> Dude, ever since that happened, I have been taking whatever like fake names that I can find on Facebook and reporting them all. <laughs> Jeez. That's crazy, I'm like, man. Let those people be. No, they didn't let you be. Fuck them. I know. Was, I had to start my own page. It's super Hollywood now. It was weird. I, I went on Facebook one day. I'm like, who the fuck is Sean? <laughs> Who's this fucking <laughs> guy? I think I got, uh, you tagged me for your new page, and I was like, I don't, who's Sean? Oh, fear. Okay. I don't know this is now. Uh, dude, dude, the the biggest one that threw me for a loop was, uh, I don't know if any of you guys are from, well, I know Fear is, but uh, Johnny White Trash. He uh like when they t- when they flagged his name and I saw his real name pop up there, mm-hmm. I was like, "Who the hell is this guy?" <laughs> yeah, I almost deleted him. I, 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 I went to message him, and fortunately, like, I had an actual like messenger thread already going with them, and I was like, "Wait a minute, I this is a, oh okay," and then I just put two and two together. It took you back a little bit. You're like, his name isn't White Trash? <laughs> well, <laughs> like some, some fucked up no, Indian name? <laughs> what happened was, I knew, I knew his last name. Or I guessed his last name. But I didn't know his first name. 
<laughs> the only Caucasian Indian. <laughs> Johnny White Trash. <laughs> I am Johnny White Trash. Please do not litter amongst the trees. <laughs> oh, fuck. All right, Clint, uh, who's next? I want to hear Colin. <laughs> okay. Pick a number. All right. Let's go with, you know, we'll go with number three because that seems to be what everybody's going with. Uh, when I was stationed in Norfolk, Virginia one time, I uh, puked all over the wall. I had to clean it up. <laughs> was this from was this from drinking or from food? Uh, drinking. What did you drink? Um, mixture of stuff. Was it a particular wall or was it just yeah, like that's what I was going bathroom wall? Your bathroom wall or a bathroom wall of someone else? My bathroom wall. Now was this a deliberate wall puking? Uh, no. Did you um, remember doing it or? Nope. Oh, blackout. So did, did you clean it up immediately or the next day? Uh, the next day. Ooh, that's the worst. Oh yeah. Was it from Was it from a party or were you just drinking on your own that night? Uh, out with friends. How did you get home? I was driven home. Mm. By who? Uh, MA1. Time. Oh, shit. I think it's true. I think it's true. Oh, yeah, he peeped on a wall. <laughs> what is it, Colin? It's true. <laughs> <laughs> now, is for you the... that don't know, an MA is a military police, so... Uh... <laughs> I thought that was MP. Uh, in the Navy, it's M.A. Oh, okay. I don't know the Navy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, is no, that... fear, fear only knows the seaman. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> is that the same night that you used your PlayStation as a pillow? Nope. <laughs> that wasn't Diego Garcia. Oh, yeah, there you go. And I forgot I told you that. <laughs> Wait, you used Diego Garcia as a pillow? Uh, and when I was stationed in Diego Garcia, I used... My PS3 is a pillow. Ah. That was also okay. in a drunken night one time. I, I thought there was a dude named Diego Garcia <laughs> that you used <laughs> <a> pillow. He <laughs> <laughs> gets very lonely in Virginia. Shut yeah. up. He's soft. Diego. His belly. <laughs> it, it, was, it was the middle of winter. It was a dark and cold night. Como estas? <laughs> Diego Garcia. May we hug? Yeah, I also happened to puke all over his brand new truck that night. Oh, Diego Garcia's? Oh. Yeah. Luckily, it was out the window, though. So. Well, that oh, was. Yeah, yeah, but still, that depending on how fast you're going, that did it get all over like the side of the door and everything? Yeah. Oh God, that's fucking happened to me, Con. I think you were there when Josh did that to my fucking truck. Yeah. And uh, we were driving down south. Yeah. Wasn't yeah, it? We yeah, were gonna he, go get White Castles or we're something. We're gonna get fucking White Castle, yeah. I don't remember <laughs> if we turned around though after that. 
Oh wait, no, we had to turn around because we had to go back to the house. He had, he had to go pick something up real quick, and that's when like, or no, we dropped him off because you, when you fucking got out of the truck, you put your hand in it because oh, we didn't yeah. know it was oh, there yet. Oh god, I remember that. Ugh. Oh, because <laughs> I remember him throwing up. I didn't think it was. On, I didn't even notice it was on the truck until you put your hand in it. Yeah, it was. A, he puked. He puked out the window. Yeah, it was my own fault. I, I I chose not to stop. I was like, just fucking throw up, man. That's that's true. You did choose not to stop for him. Uh, what were your uh, what were your other two statements? Um, one was I used my PS3 as a pillow. Okay, there we go. Well, we already verified that is true. Yes, yes. <laughs> and then uh, the other one was I almost electrocuted myself sticking a paperclip in an outlet. <laughs> Which I'm going to guess is also true. It's true. <laughs> I'm surprised. Ho- ho- hopefully, it was at a younger age. It was. It was yesterday. <laughs> Three hours ago. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It happened in the past. Well, he was younger. Yeah, he was waiting on Skype, and he's like, "I'm gonna test this." <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't go with the handicapped girl. That, uh, that story. No, because I know you would know the answer right off the bat. That's true. Yeah, that was good. That's that's a story for another day, though. Anyways. All right, Count, uh, Fear or me? We're the only ones left. We'll go with Travis. Okay. We'll go number one. Okay. Uh, I was once sent home from work for choke slamming a coworker through a folding table. Start. Uh, uh, what job was this? This was at McDonald's. Oh, shit. <laughs> Where did you get a folding table? Uh, me and my friends were starting up a wrestling company, and after work, we would drive around on garbage night and collect shit from people's garbage to um, use for like hardcore matches and shit. So we stored it at McDonald's behind a shed. <laughs> did you did you choke slam the coworker out of malice? Like, were you mad at him, or were you just? Uh, no, no, we were on break and thought we had a quick impromptu match. Fantastic. Uh, Fantastic. What time was it that you worked at McDonald's? Since it was, you went back multiple times. Oh, uh, this was uh, this was the second time when I was the janitor. Oh, okay. okay. You got time for one more question? Who was did you it? Win? <laughs> uh, it was Jason, and uh, I did win. That uh, time. But did you really? <laughs> we all won that day. Yeah, <laughs> all right, that that's got to be true. I want to I want to call bullshit. Oh, uh, I kind of want to say we it's haven't true. had bullshit yet, but. I mean, don't get me wrong. I can see, I can see him choke slamming somebody. I just don't think that he kept the table at work. It, uh, it was true. <laughs> we, we all, everyone that was uh, when we were starting up the wrestling company, everyone worked at McDonald's, and we would actually leave McDonald's at like one o'clock, go over to the Taco Bell that was connected to the twenty-four hour uh, gas station, and we would sit in their lobby and come up with all the wrestling plans and shit. And we decided to go around and take people's garbage, but we had no place to put it because my mom didn't want it at her house. Cause I was still living at home at the time. I was eighteen, and shit. So we would store it behind the shed at McDonald's because no one ever went back there. 
And one time, me and my buddy went back there. We were just like looking through everything. He's like, "Want to have a fucking match?" I'm like, "Yeah, why not?" And I ended up chokeslam through the table. I cut the back of his arm up. We went inside, was cleaning it up. The GM uh, asked what happened. He said he fell, um, but I guess she was outside smoking and saw the whole thing anyways. And she sent me home. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Come yeah. on, you were on break though. I, I, I yeah. Say fair game. I say fair game. I know, right? It was fucked up. She she sent me home. She said she said what I did was, you know, it was physical contact to a, uh, another employee. I should be fired. And she made us throw all the shit away and stuff. And because I mean, we had a lot of shit back there. Well, I think that was probably the more shocking part when you were like, "Here's here's all my wrestling gear back here. Take a take a look. See what I got." Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it was like ECW back there, man. I mean, we had tables and fucking. Uh, I mean, we had, like took like uh, those tiki torches and turned them into like kendo sticks and shit. It was folding chairs and shit. It was it was madness. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, my other ones were um, another truth I had was I once dressed like a woman and sing Britney Spears in front of a group of people. That's so true. No, that was true. Yeah, that definitely did happen. I remember. And, I think I remember that. And a lie was uh, as one of my wrestling gimmicks, I had to wrestle in a speedo and go by the name Hubba Chubba. <laughs> God damn! Oh, but that's believable. I, I can see that. Oh yeah, I, I I made I made the story for that one too. You know, being a big guy and everything. But no, I didn't have to go with Hubba Chubba. Not John Timber. <laughs> Not John Timber. No. <laughs> oh shit! Fear. Uh, yeah. You're the last one, and I'm going to go with number two. All right. So, uh, this one time for Halloween, I dressed up as a giant penis. <laughs> I don't think we got to ask questions because I know that's true. That is so true. <laughs> uh, what color was, was this penis? Yeah, it was a Caucasian penis. <laughs> was it? Was it like like how how anatomically correct was it aside from its size? Well, I mean, it was my whole. My whole body was was the shaft, and then my feet were the balls. Was it like real veiny or no? I'm just kidding. It's too far. Oh no, no, yeah, what's that, no, that, no, no, no. What, what the veiny? In retrospect, I should have went with black and veiny, but I I went with white and sort of floppy. Circumcised. Oh yeah. Was there was there hair There's on no the balls? No turtleneck. Hair on the balls? No, that would have been awesome. Were you married at the time? I was not. Okay. That's how you get chicks, though, boys. Is that how you became married? Uh, no, no. no. Luckily, she she did not see the giant penis. She, I mean, she did later once she was married. <laughs> so, so you walked in on her watching porn, eh? Oh yeah, she loves them big and black. Uh, I hope she doesn't listen to this. <laughs> well, she doesn't listen to my show. I hardly doubt she'll listen to these ones. <laughs> How would you feel knowing that she doesn't listen to your show and one day she walks in and just starts yelling at you about talking about her loving big black dick? Well, you like, we'll see when that happens. <laughs> you just look at her like, listen, I'm not even mad that you heard me say that, but how dare you listen to this freaking show? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, honey, I, I can't believe you listen. Thanks. Now try my show, you bitch. <laughs> yeah, right. I'd be the one choke slams her at a table. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say that's true. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say you dress like a penis from for Halloween. I'm saying true. Yeah, probably. I can see true. <laughs> that was a lie, boys. Oh, 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 oh wow. Yeah, I've been many things, but not a cock. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Well, bravo, man. I mean, well I, done. I, 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 what were your other two? <laughs> uh, the other ones, uh, I carried guitars for Metallica, which I did. Nice. Um, yeah, I worked as, um, uh, like a bellhop and they came to town. So I got to carry all their gear and talk to them. It was pretty cool. Not a groupie. Oh yeah. I, I blew, uh, Kirk Hammett and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> actually that should have been a lot that went great uh and then my other one i got in a road rage incident with a kickboxing champion and uh Damn. and that's uh, that's actually true as well <laughs> what yeah well uh, he said he was i don't know he looked like it too but i was gonna hit him with a tire iron so it didn't matter <laughs> oh no it makes perfect sense i mean i once got in a road rage incident with batman because he said so so yeah i mean i get it yeah, 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 exactly, right? Yeah, fucking Bruce Wayne freaking out at me and shit. But no, that meant get to... back in the car. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. I love that game. That yeah, was that was fun, fun man. That was I fun. It. I liked it. Um, so, as a reward, and I know you guys are going to really appreciate it because you're both going to get this reward. Ooh. Um, Joey, you want to tell me what the reward is? Uh, the reward is that you all are being awarded with the Follow Your Star Award for this month. <gasps> oh, so you're going to get an extra feature on our website and uh, uh, a, a tip of my hat for your yeah. success of following your stars in life. Mm-hmm. Aw. Aw. That's well, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it, and I, I, I know you got to think like, wow, this is a huge honor. And it really is. Because I mean, like nothing's nothing's more honorable than getting an award from uh, this freaking show, especially when it's created by Geek Cash Show himself. It's true. Yeah, it sounds Prestigious. fantastic. Uh, exactly. That's it's definitely going to be on my uh, my resume. I'm going to throw that on there. It's and, uh, fantastic. That's an instant hire. I think that's an instant hire when people read that. It's it's one of the things like it can either help you or hurt you depending on the job you go into. If you tell them that you are a recipient of a follow your Star Award, they may think you're overqualified for some positions. <laughs> so you true. just you just gotta be really careful on who you tell that to. Because if you go into an interview and you tell them like, "Oh, I see right here, you you received the follow your Star Award," and you're like, "Yeah, that's right." I'm like, "I'm sorry, this job ain't for you. You just yeah. you're too too qualified." So that's it has true. it has helped and hurt. I mean, Colin was going to be governor, but because he is part of the show, they couldn't give it to him. Too much power. I believe that. Mm-hmm. True that. I'd, Plus, I'd, I'd like to see what would happen if Colin were in power. Shirts would no longer be required anywhere. Oh, thank God. Mm-hmm. And that's for both yeah. male and female? Oh, yeah. Yeah, everyone. Wow. Everyone. Impressive. And, yep. Everyone's wow. last name would be legally changed to Squirrel. Nice. Mm-hmm. Because we all would be family at that point. Oh, we would. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's right. Um, but but if if that's the case, and if we have to hug, um, I don't I I I don't want to hug Fear's naked breasts. <laughs> I'm sorry, you're gonna have yeah. to. Yeah, just motor boom. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. Jeez. Legally, we're all, no, 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 we're all, we're all squirrels for Christ. No, 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 no. <laughs> Oh shit! Oh fuck! Um, Colin. Yes. You want to do your facts? I can. Perfect. <laughs> Colin is asleep. He's having a little fucking nap, man. <laughs> this, 
This was this was the biggest reason we gave Colin his own segment on the show is make sure he wakes up towards the end. <laughs> make sure I say uh, my my part. Yep. Joey Joey sends me code words like you know like yes, and that really means hey Colin's fucking falling asleep. Let's get into this segment. <laughs> it's true. Uh, okay, we're losing him. We're losing him. <laughs> Bring him back. <laughs> Oh shit! Go ahead, I ain't gonna lie. Sometimes I have completely spaced out during the <laughs> Sometimes he's spaced out in his own statement before. Witnessed it. it happens. It's, it's true. It happens quite often, actually. <laughs> um, one time I even just took a drive through L.A. during a podcast. So, <laughs> my. Yep, Let's get right on to this. Uh, welcome back, everyone, to another segment of This Frickin' State of Mind. It's that little segment of our show where we go through each state in alphabetical order and naming some facts about that state. Uh, last week, we ended with West Virginia. Right now, we're moving on to our second-to-last state, Wisconsin. So let's get started. Wisconsin visitors and residents enjoy the state's 7,446 streams and rivers. End-to-end, they'd stretch... 26,767 miles. That is more than enough to circle the globe at the equator. Wisconsin's Door County has five state parks and 250 miles of shoreline along Lake Michigan. These figures represent more than any other county in the country. In 1878, 18 through 1879, <laughs> the Wisconsin legislature approved the creation of a state park in the Villa County, in Villas County. Uh, the proposal was not successful, and the state ended up selling two-thirds of the area of land to lumber interest for $8 an acre in 1897. In 1900, uh, land acquisition for Wisconsin's first state park began. The park became interstate interstate state park, Located in St. Croix Falls. Uh, Devil's Lake was established in 1911. The faculty, the facility has become one of Wisconsin's oldest and most famous state parks. It leads the state parks in attendance. The House on the Rock was designed and built in the early 1940s. It is considered an architectural marvel and is perched on a 60-foot chimney of rock. The 14-room house is now a complex of rooms, streets, buildings, and gardens covering over 200 acres. The Infinity Room contains 3,264 windows. In 1882, the first hydroelectric plant in the United States was built at Fox River. The first practical typewriter was designed in Milwaukee in 1867. The American... Birkenbeiner, a 52K cross-country ski race between Cable and Hayward, is the largest of the North American continent. Wisconsin snowmobile trails total 15,210 miles of signed and groomed snow highways. Mount Horber is the troll capital of the world and home to the Mustard Museum. Uh, in 1930, the Flamboy River State Forest was established and became a legacy of civilian 
Conservation Corps, and Works Project Administration. Noah's Ark in Wisconsin Dells is the nation's largest themed water park. Uh, Belleville is the unidentified flying object capital of Wisconsin. Uh, Potosi is the catfish capital of the state. The nation's first kindergarten was established in Watertown in 1856. The first students were local German-speaking youngsters. The National Freshwater Fishing Hall of Fame is in Hayward and is shaped like a muskie. The original Barbie is from Willows, uh, Wisconsin. Barbie's full name is Barbie Millicent Roberts. Milwaukee is home of Harley-Davidson motorcycles, including a nice museum and a nice restaurant. Uh, the state's constitution is the oldest of any state west of the Algony Mountains. It was adopted in 1848. Monroe is the Swiss cheese capital of the world. Famous Wisconsinites include Henry Harry Houdini, famous magician and escape artist, Douglas MacArthur, well-known World War II and Korean War general, Frank Lloyd Wright, America's most famous architect, William H. Rehnquist, Chief Justice of the U.S. Supreme Court, Don Emchi, actor and winner of an Academy Award for his performance in Cocoon. Uh, Mount Horvitz International Known Mustard Museum holds the world's largest mustard collection. The museum contains more than 2,300 varieties of mustard. The mustard, or the museum, also celebrates National Mustard Day each August. <laughs> the National Freshwater Fishing Hall Museum is in Hayward, as I previously stated, and I forgot to take that one out. <laughs> Uh, Marshfield is located in the geographic center of the state and is known as Hub City. Prairie Day Sack hosts the state cow chip throwing contest on Labor Day weekend. Sturgeon Bay, Wisconsin is the shipbuilding capital of the Great Lakes. And then our final two are Sheboygan is the bratwurst capital of the world. And Green Bay is the toilet paper capital of the world. So thank you all for joining me in another segment of this freaking state of mind. Please come back and join me for our last and final state next week. And we will finish our fun facts for each state. Back to you, Travis. Well, thank you, Colin. Ugh. Colin, what are you just, freaking on this week? Wait, well, go ahead, Fear. What's up? I, I just got to add, uh, go pack, go. Green, Green Bay Packers from Wisconsin. Come on now. Yeah, are you are you, Vince are you Lombardi? Really, Let's do this. Are you, are you really a fan of Green Bay? Fucking right, doggy. Okay, quick question. Uh, yep. serious, serious question. Yep. Um, I heard a rumor that the at um, Green Bay is petitioning to have Kaepernick be signed. Is that true? And if it is, how do you feel about that? I uh, I don't believe it's actually true. I know uh, Kaepernick has signed uh, grievance with the CBA in regards to coercion for him to not have a job, um, which is why everybody knows uh, that unfortunately Aaron Rodgers got hurt 
And uh, so I, I know a lot of people are saying that they would love to have him on Green Bay because he does play a similar style. He doesn't necessarily have the arm that Aaron had, but or has, but um, he does have the feet. But I don't think it's going to happen, man. Hunley uh, took his first snap as uh, as the the lead QB today, and he looked great. We didn't win, but he looked great. So I think he's the man. But I, I am interested uh, to see how this is going to play out with Kaepernick. Yeah, I thought so too. I mean, like when I, when I saw the whole petition thing, I thought like I'm like I didn't know what to think. I didn't know if it was real or if not. I didn't look into it, but I thought it'd be a great like you know option if they needed to do that because I mean I'm I'm not a huge football fan, so I don't follow a lot of football, so I don't know like you know how bad uh, Rogers is injured. Is he out for the season? Um, it sounds like it. He's on the IR, which means he's out for eight weeks. He could be throwing a ball within the next six, um, because of his broken collarbone, but I have a feeling he won't be back. Gotcha. And I thought you were a Viking fan, or is that the other one? Uh, must be somebody else. Must be somebody else. Some... And, that, and that person's dumb. <laughs> no, I'm just, <laughs> throw, just throwing rocks. <laughs> gotcha. I gotcha. Um... Colin, what are you freaking on this week? Oh, I'm freaking on the fact that I'm going to finally replace my ceiling fan. Because a couple weeks ago, the lights just decided to completely break on it. And replacing the lights didn't do anything. And the fans still work. So, when I bought a new one... Huh? It's by a ghost. (laughs) Uh, no, from what I read, it's a common occurrence in that brand of fan. It's a common uh, occurrence in that age of house. <laughs> well, no, the fan was actually pretty new. The <laughs> like house year wasn't. Old. Huh? The house wasn't. The house is from the 1800s. I know, ghost. ghost yeah, it's the old, the old shoddy wiring. Oh, yeah. God, talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> I, got, I remember uh, I got asked if I wanted to buy the house. I'm just like, nope. <laughs> Hard pass. Yeah, yeah, I'll give you a uh, half a meatball sub and a goat. Because <laughs> that's he probably goes, what this is worth. Uh, he goes, yeah, the uh, the owners want to kind of stay away from the banks when selling this. <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, that really doesn't surprise me there. <laughs> Makes a lot of sense. Because if you did, you'd have to update everything, which would probably just be tear down the fucking building. Right. Oh, yeah. The thing is, that, I mean, that's just one match from, like, a problem-solved situation. Yeah. Which at the time right now I don't say that on recording. (laughs) (laughs) Come on. Allegedly, allegedly. I I certainly don't want that to happen because I like living here. Here's the thing, Joey. This freaking show has three listeners. (laughs) And two of them them are on the show right now. And I doubt that third one happens to be Colin's landlord. (laughs) Every time. I just figured it was like the police. Oh, no. No, no. Trust me. They, they know. That's, they, it's Travis, man. It's Travis. They're like, no, nah, that guy, he ain't going to do anything. NSA. They know me. They know me. I, it's like I tell people, like, if I want to, I could probably sell drugs in this town and no one would ever accuse me because of how loved I am. You're probably right. And they'll probably be like, oh, no, Travis sold me that weed. And they'll be like, yeah, right. <laughs> I would totally accuse you. Right? People would assume, like, like, what, me? And they're like, no, not you. Go, you go home. I'm like, thank you, sir. I just <laughs> tweeted out you sold me drugs. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag freaking weed. Yeah. 
Oh, shit. Joey, what are you freaking on this week? I, uh, you know, just to follow up on last week, I really wanted to be freaking on, on the new lore TV show. And uh, it blows. So I'm not freaking on that. Uh, really? <laughs> yeah, it's really bad. Uh, it's it's exactly the same as the podcast, only with like bad oh. acting added to it. So, like the podcast is great, don't get me wrong, but like the 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 acting and that they added to the show was just like uh I think I described it on Geekcast Live last week as uh at best wooden. So, at best wooden. Yes. It was bad. It was really bad. So instead, uh what I'm freaking on this week is uh I'm I'm preaching 3 times in 7 days. So, pretty happy nice. about that. Very cool. Yeah. So I did uh, today, and then uh, Thursday, and then Sunday next week. So it's exciting. Right. It's exciting. Uh, so you've you've gotten as close enough to me as Orland Park. I say, dude, you gotta get get out to like Naperville. I know. I'll get there eventually. I gotta I gotta get to know people over there at Naperville Covenant. The Covenant. Dude, if you decide to come out here one Sunday, hit me up and let me know. Yeah, we'll do. <laughs> That's all. Clint, how about you? Uh, you got anything you're freaking on this week you want to share? Okay, um, this is going to sound a little bit lame. <laughs> um, well, but the two things that I'm kind of freaking on is that I'm officially halfway through my class, so I've got like six weeks left. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Which means that, that after this, I will have my associate's degree. So I'm really excited. And the other thing, I'm really freaking on my new coffee, my uh, new coffee mug. I freaking love this thing. What 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 do you love it's, about it? Uh, the fact that it's unspillable. Have you guys is ever it, heard, like seen or heard this thing? Cup? No, have you guys ever seen or heard this thing called Mighty Mug? Mighty mug. I yeah. have. Oh, yeah. Yeah, where it when you set it down, like it sort of like sticks to the surface, and you could like literally sit there and just slap the shit out of the thing, and like bang into it, and you know, as one does with coffee. <laughs> <laughs> well, when you're just kind of blindly swatting around for your cup because you're just tired. Oh, there's that. I get it. Yeah, well, there's that, or if you're getting up from your, you know, the table or something, or you know, it actually fits really good in cu- cu- uh, cup holders and cars, which was actually surprisingly my... big problem. Yeah, which, well, it was for me because I I stop at McDonald's every morning and get a coffee on the way to work, and in the car the damn thing tips over every like freaking day. Mm-hmm. Fortunately, it hasn't like popped the whole lid off or anything, and I I won't open it until I get to work, you know, just because it manages to, you know, let a little bit less through. But still, I was getting tired of it happening all the time, so I went on Amazon and I'm like, you know what, fuck this, I'm 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 ordering one of those mugs because I bought one for my brother-in-law last Christmas and he loves it, and it he said it totally worked for him. So sweet and. He he loves it for home because my two nephews mm. get a, they get a little rambunctious. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is the mug that like it creates like a vacuum seal when you set it down, and then when you pick it up, it releases yeah. that. Yeah, Sweet. yeah, yeah. You can pick it up easily, but yeah, once you have that thing set on like a like a flat, smooth surface, 
yeah, you could, you know, bump it, knock into it. You know, you could literally sit there and slap the thing if you wanted to, but it will not spill. That's cool. I'm this episode the... is brought to you by Mighty Mug. I'm excited that I can, <laughs> you can slap the shit out of it. I watched this video of it, and the guy threw a baseball at it. I mean. <laughs> yep. As you do. As you do. Isn't that how you drink your coffee? Yeah, every time before I take a sip of it, I want to make sure it's cooled off by whipping a baseball at it. That's well, what if the kids you, you are playing ball it. in the house? You, you know, don't play ball in the house, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Brady Bunch taught you that. Well, duh, so we for was. us. We was playing but... baseball in the house, and we knocked over Dad's coffee. It was <laughs> fucking crazy. You see, but we had luckily the Brady for us, the children of today's generation do not have such programming. See, this is uh, this is one of those things that like, if you just sneak this like into like a boss's office of a boss that's known for like smacking his mug like against the wall when he's angry, can you imagine how much more angry he would get knowing that he could not succeed in slapping a mug off a table? I'd oh my pissed. god, that would be awesome! Right? Like he wants like every time he goes in, you go in there and he starts yelling at you. He just fucking swats his mug against the con- like the wall and shit, and then one day you just sneak in there. Replace it with one identical that has the suction cup thing on it, and he just looks like a fool, like fucking just slapping it like it owes him money. <laughs> or how about, or how about this? You know how people do that thing where they pull a tablecloth off a table mm. and try to leave everything on top of it with that thing set down. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna hold the freaking tablecloth in place. They're just oh, gonna start pulling the whole table toward them and knock them over. What kind of wizardry is this? <laughs> oh, fuck. Fear, what are you freaking on this week? I am freaking on fucking horror movies and Halloween, baby. It's it's that time of year. Yes, it is. I'm super excited. I've just been watching them nonstop. We've got Fearcast Live coming up. We're going to get all dressed up for that. So, yeah. It's... Yeah. yeah, now how exactly does that work? Like, you're going to be on Facebook Live for that? <clears throat> so yeah, we're gonna be on YouTube um, and uh, Facebook Live. So we're gonna do both. Wait, was that the thing you just tagged me in like earlier tonight? We're a bitch. Okay. Yeah. You see, I was I was watching the new Blade Runner, so I didn't bother to read it. Those were special VIP invitations. Yeah, I'm gonna take yours back now. <laughs> I you go watch. I, you go watch Blade Runner, motherfucker. I already uh, did. I marked interested within like seconds. See? That's not because I had nothing else to do. It's just because it's fear. Exactly. And that should That's be like... your response. Clint. Yeah, Son. Clint. Yeah. It would have been if I actually read it. <laughs> Dude, I mean, you, you, don't, you don't even read my shit anymore, man. <laughs> Please to be buds. I was in a movie. I couldn't check my phone. Your mom was in a movie. <laughs> she checked it. She already responded. She gonna be there. <laughs> she probably will be. Man, yeah, she will. Holy shit. Oh fuck. Fear, where can uh, where can our listeners find you? Oh, okay. Well let's yeah, let's do that. Um so yeah, <laughs> for all the goofy shit that I'm into, you can head over to FYFCstudios.com. It's got links to all of our social media movie reviews. We do a lot of movie reviews. Um, as well, it's got, like I said, links to social media, such as our YouTube channel, where you can see us uh, live Saturday. I don't know when this comes out. Yeah, uh, uh, Saturday. Oh, Saturday. Okay, well, today you can see us later <laughs> live. <laughs> and, and uh, yeah, so we'll be on our YouTube channel and uh, in Facebook Live. 
and uh, we're taking calls via Facebook Messenger. And uh, so, yeah, so you can call in, talk about your favorite thing about Halloween, what you're going to dress up as, your favorite horror movie, et cetera, et cetera, something like that. Uh, there'll be a lot of dick and fart jokes and all other things FYFC in there. Um, as well, I'm on a new podcast with Mandy from Little Geek Lost, and it's uh, called Box Office Beats. You can check it out at bobeatspod.com. It's where we talk about iconic music in movies. And uh, we've got this green little monster as our mascot, so that's all over Instagram and stuff. So check it out. Fantastic. Oh, nice. Nice. What about you, Clint? You want to share with our uh, listeners where they can find you? No. You can find Clint inside of a movie theater <laughs> um, watching <laughs> yeah. and not it, answering his igno- friends. Ignoring Sean Fear. Because he's an asshole. <laughs> Actually, that's not true. I'm a dick. It's Get true. it right. Yeah. No, uh, you can find me on the Geek Dig podcast, which is at geekdigpod.com, which has all the links to all the various platforms and so on. Still waiting to hear back on Spotify, though, so we're pretty much everywhere but there. I've um, heard back. You're, you're not accepted. <laughs> I love you, buddy. You are the weakest link. <laughs> Goodbye. Yeah, so... You can also find me on Twitter, Steam, and Xbox Live at Vengeful Jedi. Yes. Perfect. Nice. Joey. Yes. Every week our listeners can catch Geek Hash Joe uh, here on this freaking show, as well as Freak Joe here during the month of October as we celebrate this freaky show. But if during the month of October where we're hanging out with this freaky show, our listeners still want to catch up with Geek Hash Joe, where can they go? If you need more GeekCast Joe in your life, you can find them over the GeekCast Live podcast at gcl.ninja. You can also find us on Facebook, iTunes, Google Play, and Twitter by searching GeekCast Live. Nice. Colin, anything you want to plug? Um, potato. There we go. Perfect. Starches are important. <laughs> Starches are important. Uh, Clint Fear, thank you again so much for... Uh... Huh? Do that. <laughs> you cut out there a little bit. Yeah, I, I did. cut out. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I cu- you did. I, I cut out there. Yeah. Yep. I want to thank you so much for silence. <laughs> I want to thank you for nothing. You guys have been nothing more than a pain in the ass tonight. How the fuck did that happen? I don't know. Well, let me try that again. Oh, uh, I'm 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 slightly embarrassed. I'm not. I'm kidding. What the fuck's going on? Nothing. Now you sound fine. Did he just wake up? I don't know. Do you? Are you okay? Do we need to call nine one one? Does he have a stroke? Yeah, he might be having a stroke. You smell burnt toast? My my screen just went black. I thought the fucking I don't know what the fuck's going on. I am I am startled. Who am fucking I? Fucking Skype up there, man. This? No way to face Is that what the... sort of podcast? <laughs> <laughs> fucking Neverland. What the hell? <laughs> Holy shit. Well, at least it's towards the end of the fucking thing. Um, but no, uh, guys, hopefully this goes through without cutting out again. Uh, thank you again for coming on. I do appreciate it. Um, without you guys, I think this freaking show wouldn't be the show it is today. And I do mean that. It's not just banter and bullshit. So... Yeah, without us, it would be better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we really lowbrowed it tonight. We'd have four listeners. Just kidding. Well, no, technically it's only two because the other two are here right now. Yeah, they don't need to come back and re-listen to to this train wreck. <laughs> but no, I do appreciate you guys coming on, taking the time out for us. Um, it 
I think the 100th episode is a lot better uh, that we shared it with you guys because I'd love having you guys on. And I don't have you on here as often as I want to, so we definitely need to make that happen a lot more. Um, I think that's really it. Um, so, yeah. So, uh, thanks, everyone, who's listening to this freaking show, uh, all three of you. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that. Uh, all the followers on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram and everything and who follow us. And if you're not following us, make sure you go there and just search this freaking show. You know, start following us to see all the goofy shit that we sometimes post because we're not completely active all the time. Uh, make sure you check out uh, Clint on Geek Dig Pod and make sure you check on Fear on Fifthcast and Fearcast. Check out Geekcast Show over there at uh, Geekcast Live. Make sure you uh, check out uh, Just Freaking Wrestling, the JFW podcast that I do every week uh, along with my buddy Dizzle J. And that's all about pro wrestling. As always, I am Travesty. I'm Awkward Colin. And I'm The Freak Joe. You guys can do it too. Go on. Clint, Fleer, please say it too. Alright, and I am Freaky Clint. And I am Fear Motherfucking Ennis, bitch. And I'm <laughs> so happy to be on this show, guys. <laughs> awesome. For the hundredth time, thank you for listening to another episode of this freaking show. I'm out.